Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to RealFanSportsNetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, RealFanSportsNetwork.com. And welcome, everyone, to a special edition of The Late Shift. I am Rodney Fisher joined by Royce Fisher, and we're coming to you guys live from Game 5. That's right. We are uh, in Clutch City, as they call it, Houston, Texas, the home of the Houston Rockets, as we witnessing or watching the Houston Rockets with James Harden, with Dwight Howard, finally get past the first round and uh, give an exit to the Dallas Mavericks four games to one. And a big win for Houston tonight. The crowd was involved. We're going to talk a lot about that. Plus, we'll talk more about the NBA playoffs. We'll get into a little bit of the NFL draft. We'll talk about Mayweather Pacquiao. And also Josh Hamilton returning back to the Texas Rangers in our backyard as well, too. So, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Without further ado, let me introduce my co-host, the guy that's riding shotgun with me, uh, Mr. Roy Fisher. Uh, how you doing, Rodney? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. We got a lot going on. Absolutely. We just witnessed, like you said, we just witnessed the uh, Eastern Rockets move on to the second round and a depleted Dallas roster. They didn't have very much of Well, so, so much to talk about. I want to remind you guys that you can always follow us online at rfsportsradio.com or go to iTunes and download the show there as well. Do a search for RF Sports Radio or... Uh, the Late Shift, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and RF Sports Radio. So let's jump right into what we just saw. We saw the Houston Rockets advance, the Mavericks lose, and, you know, from the get-go, the Rockets kind of had control of the entire game, although the Mavericks did hang around. They shot the ball. They didn't shoot the ball well at all. I mean, it was a terrible offensive performance for the Mavericks. You know, you had those that game – Three in game four where the Mavericks put up a ton of points in the first half. Couldn't do it tonight. And then when it came down to it, the only two guys that really they could count on was Dirk and Monte Ellis. And Monte Ellis was hurt the entire game. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they missed a lot of shots. They uh, got a rebound by the Houston Rockets. Dwight Howard had a great game, you know. And Dallas got a lot of players tonight. They were really short handed. And uh, all the pressure was on Dirk and Monte uh, Ellis, and they came through. But not, not a lot of from uh, the bench. Yeah, it, and it, the Rockets really, you know, if you look at if you look at how this series kind of went, you know, me and you were talking about it on the way, kind of at right immediately after the game. You know, 
had it not been for some of the things that happened in the series, I mean, so much happened from Rondo in the first two games making mistakes and the Mavericks losing going down 0-2 to coming back to Dallas and losing by two points after you put up 128 points. And then getting the win in game four, yeah, I really felt like the way this series started with the Rondo thing staying off. I mean, you know, it, when we go back, we'll talk a lot more about the Mavericks going forward throughout the offseason and even uh, after we go to XFU tomorrow. But that, the, the whole Rondo thing kind of threw this entire series off to me. Even though the Mavericks fought hard tonight as best as they could, that right there set the tone for, you know, for failure for, for the Mavericks. And I, I that nobody saw this coming, especially with Rondo. So the first game, uh, I give that to the Rockets. Second game, he just absolutely quit on the team. Yeah. And they got to take him out. You know, he, he's so low, he quit the organization. But a uh, big disappointment man, Rondo, you know, you make the playoffs. You know, he never thought the Bucs made the playoffs. Yeah. And, uh, Needs to draw a foul. Hit the three pointer when he needs to. 
and play defense. And Corey Brewer just a lot of times play like a man possessed. He's up playing defense. He's running back down the court on fast breaks. I, I bet he had more fast break points than any player, any player in the series. And, and those two guys, to me, are going to be huge and critical for them going forward. And you're absolutely right. I was very busy. the high-energy guy. But we can't forget Dallas Smith. He had a great series. True. Dallas through. Nobody had an answer for him. Uh, game three, I mean, he was the man. He was a man for this. And, uh, I mean, he was a duck best for him. He just played. Nobody was able to guard him in Dallas. So, Dallas Smith made a big difference. But but you also saw with Josh Smith, it was kind of like gift and curse. You saw him really shine in a lot of places, but he hit those uh, three pointers in a row. I mean that was that was amazing. You know when he started throwing the lobs to Dwight Howard in Game Three, that was amazing as well. And he had great play. But you also saw the other side of Josh Smith too. You know the, the ticky tack fouls and, and arguing with referees and getting to play getting in players' faces and. And that's the other part of Josh Smith you have to deal with as well, too. So, and going forward in the playoffs, it's not going to get any easier. The players are going to get more physical. People are going to be uh, poking and prodding at you even more. So, you have to be able to, as you, you Josh Smith, you got to be able to play. You got to stay in the game. And, and you know, who, who knows? If, if he's able to do it, great for him. It's just a chance to really prove that he can take this stuff out of his head and just play basketball. But, to me, that still remains to be seen. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the officiating because that was a big topic a game ago. Great call out. I tell you what, I saw a lot of this was a real physical game, like you stated earlier. Uh, there was a lot of ticket tech fouls. Last game was 52 fouls, five ticks. Well, then you know these two teams don't like each other. But uh, that could cost Houston in the next round, especially they're going to get the game back to San Antonio. On the Clippers. So they're both physical teams. And uh, I'm anxious to see the inside that series. And if you can keep this momentum going, they got out of the guy they did in the South. Again, talk a little bit about the Houston Rockets. They advanced. We just got through watching the game and seeing how the city reacted as well, too. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Coach Kevin McHale. You know, there's a to me, there's a lot of question marks about how great of a coach he is. You know, I think if you're Dwight Howard and you got Kevin McHale, one of the greatest big men ever to play in the NBA, you got Akeem Olajuwon working with you, you think that that would be the recipe for a team that can make it to the finals and win a championship because, I mean, Dwight Howard could be a dominant player again. There aren't that many dominant centers in, in the Western Conference or even in the league for that matter. But, you know, I felt in this series I, what I wanted to see is could Kevin McHale matched up with Rick Carlisle. I thought for sure Rick Carlisle would out-coach him. But with the injuries that the Mavericks had, I don't feel like McHale had to really make adjustments and really coach because the Mavericks roster changed so much throughout the series. He didn't have to really do much in terms of game planning or making adjustments. And so I think that's a big question mark going forward, too. Well, you're absolutely right. I have to give Carlisle credit. What he had to work with, he actually did. By a great job about certain Aminu and J.J. Barrett's lineup really kind of threw Houston off for a while because I don't think they prepared for those two guys to be starting. And I just hate to stick it so long to put that as a starting lineup. He just did that game, too. And, uh, like I said, with such a immediate roster, 
he didn't have a whole lot to work with, you know. But I thought Carl did a great job, and he changed the lineup. They could have easily won tonight. I, I, I think Dirk, Monte, and the other guys played so many minutes. By the time they got to the end of the fourth quarter, they didn't have a whole lot left to take. I think McKee got over Dallas in that fourth quarter. Roger, how did you view McHale and his coaching and, and what he well, did? Well, McHale didn't have to do much because all McHale has to do is uh, put his four general out there. That's what James Harden. James Harden actually runs that team. He basically just substituted. And Dwight uh, Howard played an okay series, but Dallas uh, didn't challenge him. Well, he's not the first option for you. So James Harden is the first option. White Howard did a great job in cleaning up the boards and rebounding. And uh, like I said, you always got that option. Things are bad. You can always cover a lot of what's White Howard. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Mavericks lose, and we'll talk a lot about their offseason. I mean, they'll be a big topic of discussion for quite some time. they got 11 potential free agents, depending on if guys opt in or, or decide to test the free agent market. So they got a lot of work to do. and injuries and surgery and Chandler Parsons may be out for almost eight months and a lot of things going on with the Mavericks. We got a lot to talk about with that, but let's jump into a couple other uh NBA playoff series and I wanna talk a little bit about the Bucks and the Bulls. You know, the Bulls are my pick to win the Eastern Conference when the season started. And uh they're still my pick to win the Eastern Conference. But I'm very surprised about not being able to not being able to put away the Bucks in a sweep of four games, and then to lose Game Five at home. Team that's got nothing to lose. Uh, Jason Kidd's got these young players that are really just playing above and beyond what I thought they could do against the Bulls. So they they're totally outmatched. There's more talent on the Bulls roster. I just can't figure out. Why the Bulls can't put this team away, and what does that say about a team that should be considered one of the top contenders to win it all? Well, I think injuries have played Chicago all year. Uh, really, this is the first time you've had a, a complete group to play together. And uh, unfortunately, he's doing a series against a young Bucks team that I am very impressed with. Uh, for them to grab two games, uh, a lot of games with a full roster, with a full squad, and I think they're getting better. 
I think this Bucks team is just tough, man. I mean, it, I mean, again, we don't have anything to lose. We're not expected to win. You're not expected to even uh, uh, push it to a game six. You know, you play with a with a type of reckless abandon that that a team like the Bulls is not going to have. And I think having Jason Kidd, you know, to me, and I think we talked about this before in the last show, but. I don't know why kids not being considered as a top contender for coach of the year. I know they gave it to Mike Budenholzer of the Hawks, but kids done a miraculous job. I and mean, we talking about a team that was at the bottom of the league right. last year. They had they lost their best players. Yeah, and, and lost their blue chip player, Jabari Parker, and yet they pull off the trade for Michael Carter Williams. I don't know how they pulled that off. And now they got a team that's won two games and pushing for a game six at home. Against the Chicago Bulls. Well, you know, I, I do believe now that they believe that they can win these series. <laughs> Where they've been playing. And, 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 you know, once you get them confidence and you beat a team like Chicago, I mean, you, you start to believe you're the that you can win this series. And how ironic would that be to see Chicago go down to these walking bucks? I don't think it's going to happen. I'm so excited for them at Boston that, uh, that, to me, since I've got, I'm riding the Bulls all the way to the finals. To me, well, to me, to me, I'm kind of looking at it as glass half full. I'm thinking, well, maybe this is the best case scenario. You know, you play a tough team that, that helps you kind of get better and get on your toes and pushes you a little bit. Yeah, and then, then you know, you got the Cavaliers waiting for the next round, and you kind of ready to go and take them out. So. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of looking at a glass half full, but that'll be a big game tomorrow. I mean, I'll be tuned in. I'll be watching that for sure because I'm very, very interested in this Bucks team and what they've been able to do, but also more so interested in watching the Bulls step on their throat. And they, to me, the Bulls have to win game six. They have to win for game six. They have to prove. Right. They got to show everybody that, you know what, we have got that killer instinct. We can step on their throat. We can get them out of here. We've got to win game six. Got to win game six. If they don't, go seven. Uh, like I said, Milwaukee has seven to move. I think Jason Kidd has done an excellent job for coaching these guys to prepare that buzz series. Because that is the guy that have ever been in the playoff series. No. And, and they play, the way they play, like they've been there before. Right.
surprised me how the how the everybody in the playoffs, the more they even make the playoffs, number two the players good there. But you know, they always been a tough team. And the biggest surprise with them is Darren Weaves showed up. Yeah, finally. We finally got to Darren Weaves. He had a great game today. Uh I forgot how many points he had. But we know he had he was a good player. For a while, there's something happening. You know, the same with Jason Kidd was there. I don't know what happened to him. He got put up as a great player. Uh, Joe Johnson is pretty great. And uh, like I said, they are surprised. They're just happy to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Like I said, they have nothing to lose either. And uh, I, I watched the end of that game after they won. And he, the owner, Jeremy Guy, was the same. Done it for you mean the uh, uh Russian guy Russian guy Prokop. Prokop. You was out there more than NBA climate. <laughs> well again that put you had to be happy about that. They got nothing to lose, like they I mentioned, you know. But they are a good team. Right. Uh the record doesn't show that much. But uh Darren Williams showed up the fast way he played. He was guy Corbett, terrible last game. He was like one for five, three point shoot. Well, I, I think Atlanta will get it together, and let's see the Atlanta start the season. It's interesting, man. It, it's just very, very interesting. You know? and at first, I said, you know, I'm not even gonna watch the series. No, no sense right. in watching it because you know the Hawks have crushed the Nets, and this has become one of the most competitive series of all of them. The only one that's tied two-two at this point, outside of the Spurs and uh, Clippers, so. Let's stay on the Eastern Conference a little bit. Again, you're listening to The Late Shift with Rodney Fisher and Royce Fisher. Make sure you follow us online at rfsportsradio.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes at The Late Shift or uh, at RF Sports Radio. Follow us at RF Sports Radio. Uh, staying on the Eastern Conference, the big story that a lot of people are talking about is, of course, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who some the Boston Celtics, but a very, very ugly uh, game four in Boston that saw plenty of technical fouls, that saw uh, guys get pushed in the face, guys get hit in the face, and guys get their shoulders dislocated as well. So the the Cavaliers uh, emerged from a sweep with Kevin Love out for the rest of the playoffs, which is what the GM wants us to believe, for the dislocated shoulder. They also get out of the series with uh, Kendrick Perkins with a suspension for a game and with – J.R. Smith with a two-game suspension after he basically knocked out Jay Crowder, uh, who injured his knee at the same time. And so now the Cavaliers have to move forward and face a team like the Bulls with with a very, very different roster than what they had when they were when they were beating teams at the end of the season. So I want to get your thoughts a little bit on first of all the game itself, that game four, and how did it get out of hand and 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 from your perspective, what could have been done differently if, if something should have been done differently? Well, first off, let me give a shout-out to Boston, man. I thought they played great. There's a lot of potential that day. We uh, talked about one of the ex-Mavis guys. The first I gave his name to be Jay Crowder. I thought he was playing great until he got hurt. But the thing is, J.R. finally figured it out in head. We do what type of play. Two years to the day, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, we knew what type of play was. The things were going real good in Cleveland, and he had to go, and, and that's the best setup. That's typical J.I. We saw the same thing for him. 
going to step up these two guys out, two key pieces of their offense. Uh, out Kevin Hub, you know, uh, everybody talks about him fitting in, but you don't have to worry about that now. But who do you put in this place? J.R. playing great, and uh, he's always a threat. So now it's, it's, it's on LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. You talked earlier, we talked last game, we talked about Kyrie Irving not being five times ready for the playoffs. Yeah. But this is my thought. I think Kyrie Irving is going to shine through the playoffs. Uh, it's on him and LeBron to carry this team down. I'm interested to see what they do. I'm afraid about LeBron. I think this is a recipe for disaster for the Cavs. I mean, you got to go against the Bulls team that, that that's, that's pretty good at point guard. It's even better down low. You don't have Kevin Love, who's your best rebounder. Uh, Tristan Thompson is okay, but he's not Kevin Love. He's not Kevin Love. He's not. He's not. I, I mean, I can't see Tristan Thompson grabbing. Ten boards a night, you know, when he's got to deal with Paul Gasol and deal with Todd Gibson and deal with Joe Kim Noah. So that's the biggest thing for me. I just don't see how you can match up with a team like the Bulls, with they're so big down low. I will give the Bulls this: they do have a championship bench. Yes, James Jones, Mike Miller, Mike Miller, Cavaliers.
to the Clippers or any team, to me, that, that, that was a big step for the Clippers to win a game in San Antonio. I, I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect Austin Rivers to play a good game. I didn't expect that uh, uh, Chris Foster had another 30-plus point performance left him in, in the playoffs and gained, I guess, a little respect for the Clippers, I guess. Right at number one, I don't believe in the Clippers. I mean, I don't either, but but you have but you have to give some credit for winning a game in San Antonio in the playoffs. I saw that game. I I I give the credit to San Fight, what was going on. And you know, the amount of times that Donald Trump will be 
down and calculate. It, it was the great unknown at the time. Though. It was a lot going on. Big, it was more distraction than, to me, it was more of a distraction than what it did to bring the team together. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Big, major distraction. So, more, more to come on that as well, too. Let's jump and switch gears a little bit because coming up on Thursday, it is the NFL draft, at least the first round of the NFL draft uh, that, that's coming up then. And I guess everybody kind of knows it's going to be either going to be it's going to be either Jameis Winston or it's either going to be Marcus Mariota's number one pick. I think we all a lot of people feel like Jameis Winston will be the Tampa Bay's uh, next quarterback. Um, you've got a lot of different stuff going out in the media now for different teams, and everyone's kind of filling things around because we know it's going to be trades and everything else as well too. So. I want to get your opinion, Royce, on the two quarterbacks, the, the big debate. You know, if you were Tampa Bay and had to make a decision, would you go with Jameis Winston or would you go with Marcus Mariota? Well, one, I, I don't put a whole lot in what he's going around. So you really don't, don't know what's going to happen until the actual draft day. They actually make that decision. I would take Jameis Winston or Mariota if I was Tampa Bay. I think he gives them a uh, he, he's a great quarterback. He used to uh, he played in any kind of But I don't put a whole lot of stuff because we have the quarterback sit through one, two, three, four, six, six. And these guys are not even going, I think, for that reason because I'm a high seven him going first. But we could be surprised. Marcus Mariota's not going to fall low in the draft. That's, that's not going to happen. Well, you have to take the two, two best players. They are the two best quarterbacks right. coming out of the draft. Right. We know these two teams need quarterbacks. There's no problem. But there are going to be some Yeah, they're, they're going to be surprised, but I, I don't think.
why would you think you don't think that Mariota's a better Mariota's faster? Mariota can throw it better. I mean, it's, everything points towards him. I just I just have a I just can't trust. So that you saying Mariota's going over James? I think he should. I'm saying I think he should. I think he's yeah, Tampa Bay. Well, I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm just I'm I'm taking Marcus Mariota over James Winston because I just can't trust James Winston. I can't do it. I just well, for that reason, I can't trust. Only a couple of days we were those going up and going up. It's not. It's just the base. I don't know what Tampa Bay plans, but they had a chance to interview these guys. They don't go about it. Don't get me wrong. 
I'm just saying if I was Tampa Bay, said, I would take she wouldn't go for number one. No, I said if I was if I was drafted for Tampa Bay. So what are we betting? Well, well I'm I'm betting that Marcus Mariota would have a better career than Jameis Winston would. I, I just feel that he, he's gonna he's gonna be better. Now a lot of factors come into play. Um but I just think that as far as a passer and a quarterback, I think he's a better. I have to wait three better. years to get my hamper. Yeah, we gotta wait three years. Oh, no. Yeah, you gotta wait three years. But 
Well, again, it doesn't it doesn't answer the question. What? Why? So, if, even if they say they know how to deal they're with them, well, are you that desperate this early in the season? But what are you desperate for? Are you desperate for wins, or are you desperate, desperate for fans, or are you desperate for attendance? What are you desperate for? They lost you daughters early in the year. The hitting has been there. I don't know why they bring it back. I'm still shaking my head about that. I just don't trust the guy. No, of course. I, I don't trust that. But you, didn't, but you didn't trust him when he was there either. Uh, so I, I that didn't change. Your trust didn't change. I'm still shaking my head trying to figure out why they did that. Maybe they will kill us foul part. Well, I, I, just, I just don't understand. I don't see fans coming out in droves. So well, I don't see fans yeah, but 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 all the comments he made about this is not a baseball town, talking about the fans and 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 the way he left, and I, I just don't see fans coming out in droves to boost attendance because Josh Hamilton is here, and we don't know when he's gonna be able to play. He's ain't ready to play yet. And you know what? I'm all coming back to the fact. That's why I feel about this whole thing. That's pretty big. Yeah, I'm serious. It's like we know what about. Odom's stint was in Dallas. To me, it's like Lamar Odom coming back to the place. I can't believe I'm taking my The other thing I thought about, too, when I heard he was coming back, I All right, guys, and welcome back. Sorry about the technical difficulty. We were speaking real quick about Josh Hamilton. Uh, and I was making the point that, you know, when I saw that he was coming back, the first thing I thought about was, hey, if he can come back, well, guess who else can come back too? What's that? Brian Washington. <laughs> hey, if, if you if you, if you will forgive, if you will go ahead and forgive uh, Josh Hamilton, bring him back, how come you can't forgive Brian Washington and bring him back too? I still don't know why he left. Well, no one knows. <laughs> But I, I agree with you. If you can bring Josh back, you can bring back Ron Yeah, you can bring back Ron Washington. So there's, there's hope. There's hope left after all for bringing back Ron. So if you can bring Josh back. But I'm be interested to see how the fans react. Uh, he says that as long as it's not, they don't boo him as bad as they did when he first came back, I think he said he'd be fine. But I, I'm interested to see what the reaction would be. Do you think they'll boo him, Ross? Do you think they'll welcome him back? I think they would uh they'd be glad to have Ron back. I'm talking about Josh when he gets to the first uh, back. I think he's gonna be split. The Ranger fans are desperate as they are. I, I think they'll cheer him back. And listen he he better do something when he comes back. I'm just I don't know what he's gonna do. do. I don't know what, I don't he's, know gonna what he's gonna do. do. And he better stay clean. <laughs> that's for sure. Well uh, that's that's because, an everyday struggle. Uh, he has more. Ch- he has more chances than anybody. You know, he's coming back. He's divorced now. Uh, he is getting some of his support system back. The church he went to, uh, First Baptist, wife was here, and some other things. But at the same time, it's 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 still Josh Hamilton. So we're, we're going to find out a lot more about that. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the show. We'll be back uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be back with another show. We'll get ready for more NFL draft talk, find out what's going on with 
some of the teams. We'll talk specifically about the Cowboys as well. We'll talk about the Mavericks and see what they're going to be doing after we go to some exit interviews. So make sure you tune in tomorrow night. For myself, Rodney Fisher, and Royce Fisher, thank you guys for listening to rfsportsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at rfsportsradio. Until next time, guys, we will see you soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.